I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz What up, people? It is Monday. Happy Monday to you. It is the top of the week. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. Good. We had some... You know, curveballs this Monday, but we make it through. I thought retrograde ended last night. I was no? thinking that was honestly. That I'm like, what happened? Are we having like aftershocks? Is that a thing? Oh, that's fine. We'll take the aftershocks of the retrograde on AfterBuzz. Whatever. We've got this. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We are Super Soul. Sit down the after show for Oprah's podcast, Super Soul Conversations. And today we're doing the 2020 Visionary Talks. And our special guest was JLo. JLo, Jenny from the Block, whatever you want to call her. She has it all laid out and we have so many amazing tips and tools from her um so i am your really excited to be here host jamie alexander and i have the beautiful Haley j next to me what's up everybody happy monday i hope we're adjusting to the time change okay yeah that was another curveball <laughs> yes that's all good and i believe we have some special guests isn't you know that right Haley? i think we do i think so we are so excited to announce that skyping in with us today is david lyon so let me tell you a little bit about david he is a source <laughs> channeler online hypnosis trainer, which Woo. we're going to need to know more about that, and calls himself the Fresh Prince of Spirituality. Dun, Please welcome dun, dun. David Lyon to the show, everyone. <laughs> What's going on? Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. We're excited. Yes. Try to give you a little beatbox and music to get you in there, Fresh Prince. And I know you're so bummed to talk about J-Lo. She's just like, not even cute. <laughs> Sucks. Just kidding. We're really excited to talk about this. As it's soon as... Life. Yeah, right? As soon as I saw J-Lo in the headline, I'm like, this is going to be a popular episode. Something just tells me. First of all, I'm obsessed with J-Lo. On the Six was my jam. I think I was, like, (laughs) barely out of high school working my first retail job and... You know, stuff like Let's Get Loud. You know, all of that early J-Lo stuff, all the way to Jenny from the Block and everything else she does. I'm just a huge fan. So I was really excited to hear her wisdom because there was a lot of stuff she says that I resonate with. So, David, were you able to listen to the whole podcast? What did you think of the show? I actually did, yeah. I listened to it right before uh, getting onto our call, and I actually really, really loved it. She was super (laughs) inspiring. I mean, I love who she represents as a woman, uh, as a mom, um, as a person. It 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 was a very inspiring uh, interview for sure. Yeah, I agree. Haley, what were your thoughts? I just love the fact that JLo is someone with such status. She's, you know, performing at the Super Bowl. She's doing huge arenas everywhere, but she does seem to prioritize family first and she stays grounded and even acknowledging that her kids, of all the pressures in her industry, her kids were the ones that made her realize she needed to do better, which you look at her and think she's doing all these things, but I really like that her foundation lies within her family. And I could feel that, because that spoke to me. I don't have any kids yet, but sometimes I feel like, oh, okay, maybe if I had kids, I'd actually get out of bed today, but since I don't, I'm very unmotivated to get to it, because right. it's just well, sometimes me. sometimes we need that outside influence. Correct. So, um, before we jump too far into everything J-Lo, David, we want to know about you. So give us a little rundown about who you are, what you do, and how you get down in this world. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so who am I? I'm someone who's uh, I'm I'm someone who's extremely passionate about bringing magic into people's lives, uh, empowering others, helping people see through the eyes of possibility and experience more aliveness and freedom in their lives. Ooh. And and I guess <laughs> sounds the, great. Yeah, the and so the ways that I do that, I do that as a as a hypnotist. I do that as a psychic. I do that as a mystic. So I'm basically all the things that most people don't believe in, you know. But <laughs> I can assure you I'm very real. Um, But yeah, so that's in essence what I do is I I help people bring 
just more shine into their lives and help them find purpose and fulfillment. And tell us about an experience where you say most people doubt those kind of capabilities. So how did you believe in yourself? How did you know that you had something special to offer others? You know, I, I believe it came from my mom. You know, I, I'm, I'm so blessed to have the mom that I have where she always, from when I was born, she always nurtured me to be myself. Mm. You know, her, her only wish for me growing up, and, and I remember vividly her constantly telling me this, is I only wish for you to be happy. I don't care if you become a doctor or a lawyer. She's like, as long as you do something, but just do whatever makes you happy in life. And so she, so whatever imaginations I came up with, you know, as a kid, I was a very quote unquote woke kid, as, as people would say. <laughs> You know, I was, I, I was always very uh, clairvoyant. I could see and feel things that others couldn't feel. But my mom didn't ridicule me for that. You know, like when I would talk with her about certain things, she just asked questions and she nurtured it. So for me, the idea of what I call magic was always very real and normal. I love that. So this actually... It, this reminds me of something that JLo said. She asked the question, am I enough? And to stop taking cues from others about that. How do you feel your mother bringing you up in this manner and giving you the freedom and space to talk and be has um, kind of shifted and been your foundation for who you are as an adult today? Oh, it's, it's, it's everything. You know, it, it's everything because I feel like what she most gave me was... Um, how would I put it in words? Uh, I feel like what she most gave me was the permission to pay attention to what resonates with me in my life. You know, like a lot of parents, they might be like, you know, be like this or do this or act this way. My mom never did that with me. It was always just, just be you, you know? And so that left me with a really strong sense of resonance to, to know what feels good for me, what my truth is, to have a strong level of discernment. You know, mm -hmm. I, I remember just feeling very clear as a kid. Wow, that's so, powerful. That is powerful. I know, and I think that's such an important thing and relates to J-Lo talking about her relationship with her kids. I really yeah. think we we do get caught up in what society standards are and what we need our kids to know and be in the guidelines of the system, but I think there's so much truth in letting a child express themselves because, I mean, how else are they supposed to figure out what their real gifts are if you don't allow them the freedom to do so? Yeah, and she even talked about how much grace she gives her daughter. Like, you don't have to. Like, you don't have to do every show. You don't have to perform every show. You don't have to open every show. She really gives her the space to say no without feeling guilty, nor does she... She's leaving her the room not to feel like she has to fill her mother's shoes and do this, do that. I think she's got a great balance with her daughter and how she treats her and approaches her daughter's work, who's right. now and singing. And that's going to be hard on a kid being J-Lo's daughter. There right. Is. You are looked at like you got to show up. And singing at the Super Bowl, that's intense. Oh, it was amazing. First of all, that, that halftime show was... I, so... My dad is very conservative, so here I am. He don't, he don't got my Instagram, though. So I was on Instagram like, yes, the halftime show, blah, blah, blah. And so I couldn't do that on Twitter because my dad follows me on Twitter. But hey, he was just going in on how, you know, some people, my dad's very conservative. He thought it was so crude. And he sent me a screenshot of her, like, grabbing her crotch. He's just like, I don't understand. And the whole time I was thinking, like, yo, she is 50 and killing it. Right? They sing in my jams. Like, I am so here for and the halftime show. And J-Lo did talk about the six minutes before she went on stage <laughs> watching Shakira and just the anticipation and J-Lo's J-Lo, but Shakira's also Shakira. Correct. So I'm yeah. sure that she felt, you know, I got to step it up. Shakira's killing it. And I was thinking about, you know, for you guys, what's a situation where you are just so stoked for a big moment and what do you say? What's the self-talk like? So maybe if for it's you, if you're going into a training or maybe you're not sure how to break through with someone or an experience in your life where you're like something that, you know, when you get antsy, something's coming up, like what's the self-talk like to get you ready 
for, you know, like a big performance like JLo's. Yeah, let's start with you on that, David. Yeah, that's so the, the first thing that comes to mind, you know, I, I think I actually probably do the opposite of self-talk. I, I just, I'm a just dive in type of guy because I feel like the, the self-talk is actually what gets in my way. Right, okay. You know? So, you know, I, I remember a specific moment where, you know, so I've been performing magic and hypnosis. I've been an entertainer for a really long time, for over 16 years now. And so for a long time, I was used to being the most um, impressive one in a room, quote unquote, you know, wow. like not even quote unquote. I was used to being the most impressive one in the room. <laughs> yeah, own that. Period. <laughs> yeah, period. And, you know, so that's 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 what a lot of my life was. And I remember a specific moment uh, when I was in L.A. about two years ago. I, I went to my friend. My friend Oren had this party called Legendary Souls, which was an epic party. And that's where, where I met you was, at a party. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it wasn't Legendary Souls. But no, was, different yeah. one. Yeah, different party. But we, I was at Legendary Souls, and it was pretty much what it sounds like. It was him inviting all the Legendary Souls he, know, he knew to this party to speak, to perform. And it was the first time where I'm like, oh, I'm not the most impressive person mm -hmm. in the room. Like, there, There's so many other uh, talents over here. And so I was super excited because I, I love experiencing other people's magic, mm -hmm. and I was so nervous. Mm -hmm. I, was so, I was so nervous because it was also a moment where Every, all the people who were presenting and performing, they weren't just doing their thing. So they weren't just singing music or rapping or dancing. They were also sharing themselves. So they were speaking their truth in some way and incorporating that with what they did. And so that made me even more nervous because I didn't expect that. You know, I thought I was just going to go up, do my thing, blow minds, and that's it. But now <laughs> I... Right. You know, and I see all all the other performers before me They're They're just they have this whole talk and this expression. I'm like, oh, well, I can't just go up now and just perform. I'm like, I got to share something, too. You know, and I just I remember sitting there. My heart's beating. I'm super nervous. I'm going through all the things in my head. I'm like, I'm like, maybe, you know, like just the insecurities of like, oh, maybe it'll get canceled. Maybe something will happen. <laughs> maybe and there'll so, be an earthquake and all the lights will go out. <laughs> Yeah, I, I was just terrified, and I just remember there was this this wisdom that dropped in, and all I heard were the words, just roar, just roar, and and that's what hit me. I'm like, that's it. That's all I'm going to do, and so when it came time, I just, I went up, and like I said, I just, I just dove into it, and I just let my heart speak, and I let myself be vulnerable, and I shared that, you know, while I was sitting down waiting to come up here, I, w I went through all kinds of fears and I was feeling insecure and I was just transparent with everyone and I let that lead into my big moment and it ended up being one of the most amazing performances I've done. Did you so, so that really roar, like make the sound? No, no, not, oh. not a little. Oh, I'm like line. picturing you like roaring. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it was more like let, let your soul roar. Right. Like don't, don't hold back whatsoever, just lean into it fully. Put down your walls. Yeah, exactly. I like that. I think I feel the same. If it's something like JLo spoke about being well rehearsed. So you, you got thrown in. She was well rehearsed. When I'm well rehearsed, you can't tell me nothing. I'm going in there and I'm killing everything. <laughs> but if it's something where like the situation where you're in, I get really nervous too. Like I, I get so nervous. It damn near makes me sick and I just have to go through it. And it usually always works out, but I'd much rather be prepared. But maybe that's the beauty of things, being open to hear what your intuition is saying in the moment so you can yeah. show up present is what we're 100%. really working to do anyway. So that's great. I think so. It's that, you know, bigger life lesson where you can prepare <laughs> all you want, but not everything's going to go according to your plans. And sometimes we get the best magic out of situations we're not ready for. And that's yeah. what we see how strong we really are. But yeah, I like to plan too if I can, but I'm sure that experience is what really navigated your journey moving forward. 
Oh, 100%, you know, and, and it's funny, I'm the opposite. I actually, I, I get more nervous if I'm prepared. I don't like mm. to be prepared. I don't oh. like to have a plan because then I feel like I have this expectation of myself that I need to uphold mm. where if I don't have preparation, I get to just show up in the moment and I know my heart can take over. And so that actually makes me feel more comfortable because I trust my heart way more than I do the pictures in my head for the audience I had in my head, which is not at all real. Right, because right. you're not putting on a show. You're genuinely, even as a kid, you said you felt clear-minded, so you're putting, you're just putting your truth out there. So there's really nothing to rehearse when that's the case. That's it, yeah. So I freestyle almost everything that I do. I love that, and that kind of ties into J-Lo saying the message behind the Super Bowl performance is what fueled her. So it wasn't just about, yeah, we see the outer image of, you know, she looks amazing, the sexy dancing, but she said that she knew she was representing women everywhere, especially Latinos. So I think if you go into something with the mindset and the clear vision of what you want, then it just yeah. comes across naturally. She was, because yeah. I felt it. I was like, you know what, I'm a... Mm. And she's 50. Jamie's girl. watching, like trying to do the dance. You better get it. Because, you know, I'm 37 and I don't mind saying it these days, but you know, people act like you're ancient if you're over 32. Especially in this city. Yeah, like, I'm like, on. excuse me, I got a long way to go. So I love her talking about 50 mm-hmm. being the halfway point and just getting started. Like, that excites my spirit to hear things don't get cracking until the 40s and Absolutely. 50s. I'm I mean, like, it's up to you, yes. really, right? Yes. And she talks about A Rod saying what, what she loves about him is he does what he says he's going to do. You talked about trusting yourself so how important is it that people around us and ourselves are accountable for their actions and what they say they're going to do how how important is it you're asking oh i mean i I think it's more important not only is it important i I believe in having a strong integrity with your soul you know and what i mean by that is like so you might you might say you're going to do a certain thing but when you said that thing it's actually out of alignment with your soul so you so you understand what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm, more, um, I'm more about being accountable to being true to yourself and your soul in case you did say you were going to do something that was out of alignment with you. I actually believe in taking a step back and being like, okay, what's really true to you and being accountable for, for your, your truth from that place. Yeah, I think that's why when she told her daughter about the Super Bowl, she's like, okay, or not the Super Bowl, the commercial. There was a commercial or something where she was going to play. Her daughter was really going to play her daughter, and she's like, okay, but if you say you're going to do this, you have to see it through. Because there does come those times and those points where you're like, oh, I don't know if this resonated or I might have overcommitted. Too late, baby girl. You're in here. You got the job. So I like how she put that out to her. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. No, I I love that. I loved everything about how she shared that. I even like how she expressed how... Um, she purposely choreographs the show without her daughter just in case she decides she wants to not do it. And that probably takes off the pressure, too, of not feeling like she has to put on this performance and live up to... Because J-Lo realizes that, yes, she believes in her daughter, and I think that's important to say, too. It's not that she doesn't think her daughter is capable, but she's giving her the choice where she doesn't have to live in, like, the other Oprah's podcast of famous daughters. It's like, are you in their light or their shadow? And I think she's making sure her daughter's not in her shadow by doing those kind of things. Yeah, of course. And it's the professional thing to do, because... I ain't got time for a kid to be dictating how my right. entire show is going to be. <laughs> got to stay ready. That's true. You can't put it in the hands of a child, basically. Yeah. Right. Now, you mentioned A-Rod, and I love the relationship they had. I love how J-Lo is fearlessly like, yep, got married twice in my 20s, got married again. Seems like she hit the jackpot with this guy and that the Too things that she... they're not good looking. Who? I'm just kidding. Oh, <laughs> like the yeah. best looking couple possible. Yeah, so the thing that she has going with A-Rod, it's good, it's open. David, what do you think about the value of partnership? Um, in walking in your purpose or just life in general? 
Between them or in general? In general. Like, what do you think about the value of a partner in your life? Oh, man, everything. I mean, I'm, I'm so passionate about love and, and, and relationships and intimacy. You know, I, I once heard a quote that I, that I found was so on point where it said, I don't judge the success of a man by the amount of achievements he has. I judge a, I judge a man's success by the way his woman shines. Oh, yeah. We need a round of applause yeah, for that. that right? Especially after International that Women's Day. Yeah, so yes. good. And it's so true. And I feel like it's something that men are afraid to acknowledge these days. And it's like, that doesn't mean you got to pour everything into the woman and you're not going to get anything back. I feel like when we talk now about putting your woman on a pedestal and this and that and the other people get in this mode where it's like, what's she going to do for me almost? Mm. And it's like, yo, we're women. Like, if... If you give me a house, I'm going to make a home. If you give me sperm, I'm going to make a whole baby. (laughs) So if you give me love, come on. Like, this is what we do. And David, you don't seem like the type that is intimidated, because we talk about this a lot, where guys are intimidated by women that may be more successful on the career chain or whatever, however you want to view it. But you seem like someone that is drawn to a a woman that can hold her own and not someone that depends on you for security or to feel good. A hundred percent. In fact, like I desire it. Like I, yeah. I, I want, you know, I, I want a woman who, who's an equal, you know, I don't, I, 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 man, I could talk so much about relationships and stuff, <laughs> but I really can. But yeah, no, I desire a woman who's in her power, who's, who's strong in her spirit, who's, who's confident to, you know, I, I, I want a woman to be a, 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 in her fullest potential the same way I want that for myself, you know? And so, so yeah, I'm not at all intimidated by that. That's good, because that's what she was saying, A-Rod, she's never, and I can attest to this too, like, having a man that will build with you, and she's never had that before, and it's so funny, because we look at J-Lo, like, she's so beautiful, successful, like, she must have everything, but, yeah, to find a man who will really build with you and um, see more potential in you than you can see in yourself is just so fire to me. Well, and I think it comes down to just... You want to be with someone that wants the best for you, genuinely. Genuinely. Whether you're in their life or not. Yeah. Just yeah. that truly wants you to reach your highest level as a human being. Yeah, and you know, I, I believe, like, at the end of the day, something I've learned about love is I feel like relationships and love is like watering a flower. You know, my my job with you is my, if, if you're my woman, my job is to water you. I'm here to... to to nourish you, to water you, to give you what you need to continue to grow, not to control you, not to possess you, not to do any of those things, but just to nourish you, to support you. So I, I, that's that's my perspective on love and how I approach it. We're going to have people in the chat room like, is he single? A word. I was like, I was about to ask, but maybe that's inappropriate. I don't know. Um, no, Great but that's answer. Really, it's true. It's so important. Imp- <laughs> there you go. Hit us in the comments if you're trying. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but no, it's really important. And it is so important for a man to have that perspective. And when I look at JLo, I love that she has a family unit with her man now. They did this blended family thing. She's going 50 and beyond. So... As a fan, I'm looking forward to seeing even more from her. What else is going to come out of her now that she's being properly loved and has a proper foundation to work from? And it does go to show that it's a journey, right? Even J-Lo, who is top of the top, she it's taken her up to, I mean, she didn't just get... Three marriages. Yeah, I mean, and granted, they've been great guys. It's not like she's struggling for attention, but... Love, it does take a while to get right, and I think we have a lot of pressure, but I also like that she's showing that 
everyone has struggles and it's not doesn't have to be by the book to find the person you're meant to be with and learning to love yourself. I mean, mm. we didn't all get the upbringing that David got. As a matter of fact, my parents were amazing. Of course, they encouraged me. They thought I was great. But at the same time, there was a box that my parents had in mind because they didn't know better. And I was just trying to punch out that box. And it put us at odds because they're like, why won't this girl just sit down, go to school? And, be, and I was lit. So it just didn't work, you know. Um, but... You know, so it takes us a little bit of time to learn to love ourselves because we let the outside dictate a lot of how we feel about ourselves. Have you, David, ever been in a space where you've had to kind of heal yourself to get to a space where you were fully in love with yourself? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I, I I went through many many wounds. You know, like so most of my pain came from my father growing up, Mm. and you know, so I went through you know feeling not good enough and. And all the kind, I was a very toxic man in my teens. You know, I was the kind of guy who was very possessive and controlling and manipulative. And like, what did you wear today? Who were you chilling with? What time did you get home? I was that, I was that guy, you know? So obviously I, I was just very, very insecure and I didn't know how to love myself very well. And so it was a process, you know, it it was a process that took me desiring to better myself and desiring to be the best man that I can be for myself first and foremost. You know, and so it took time for sure, you know, and now I could definitely say that I I love myself very much. (laughs) I have to ask you about the hypnosis training. That sounds so cool. I've always, you know, secretly wanted to see if I was capable of being hypnotized because I never have experienced it. But when people come to you, what are they seeking? What do they want to be hypnotized into or out of? What are the cases? Usually it's um, things having to do with um, emotional wounds. It's usually emotional wounds such as traumas, whether it's abandonment or betrayal or they have resentment. Um, So there's that whole package of things, you know, emotional baggage. Sometimes it's stop smoking. Other times it's um, they want clarity in their life as far as their next step and their purpose. You know, the the magical thing with hypnosis is it's, it's, it's really like the closest thing to real superpowers you can learn because you could literally do anything with it. There's no tool in the world that is like hypnosis, where I can heal your emotional wounds, we could explore your past lives, we can enhance your sex life, we can make you clearer on your spiritual gifts and purpose, we could, I could have you hallucinate different things. I could literally do all these things with this one tool. So people come looking for possibility. I have to ask, have you ever had someone it just didn't work on? Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Do you, know, um, do you think that's them personally keeping some form of blockage where they won't allow it to happen? Well, it, let me clarify, actually. So it's never not worked in the therapy setting. Where, 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 it's, where I've experienced it not working is when I'm doing it for entertainment, you know, because then I'm working with more like, you know, I have to be entertaining. So I have a certain speed that I have to do things at. But when it okay. comes to the, ther- the therapeutic context, I've never had an instance where they're not able to go into um, a trance enough to receive the benefits. Because the good thing with therapy is you only need to go into a light trance for, for lasting change. And a light trance you get pretty much just by closing your eyes and relaxing just a little bit. I don't need to have you tranced out to the point where I say, when I click my fingers, you're going to believe I'm just... That's what I was thinking. And I was like, I don't think I could ever do that. I'll probably tell this man all kinds of crazy We're going to have to have you back so we can be hypnotized. I'm very curious to see, like where my mind would go. I definitely need it. When we go to the own your soul section, I'll tell you what's been on my mind for the week, but that is amazing. (laughs) What an incredible talent. And thank God, like you're able to help people 
I mean, your talent and what you're passionate about is such an amazing service. Like, how do you find fulfillment in, well, I'm pretty sure it's easy, but maybe what was one of the most fulfilling, um, not customers, clients, what do you call them? Mm -hmm. Whatever, Uh, customers. Yeah, that you've had. What was the most fulfilling where you're like, wow, I really feel like I'd super hooked that person up. I'm happy about that. Oh, man. Um, Wow, I I feel like everyone, you know, Mm. but... Yeah, I guess one that really stands out to me right now in this moment is um, there was a man who reached out. Uh, actually, he made a post on Facebook. This is years ago. I want to say in 2012, he made a post on Facebook saying, I have really bad uh, gallstones. The doctors don't know what to do. I'm, I'm at my last rope. I'm just reaching out. If anyone knows anything that I might not know, help me. And so I sent him a, a, he didn't know me, and I sent him a message, and I'm like, hey, I'm a hypnotist and a spiritual healer, I can help you. And he's like, I don't believe in any of those things, but why not? What do I have to lose? And so he, he came by, um, and we, he sat with me, and then basically, you know, through my intuition and through hypnosis, I explained to him that his gallstone problem was actually caused um, by deep resent issues that he hadn't resolved in his childhood. I believe it. Right. Because every, you know, these things, they all have an, uh, an emotional mm-hmm. cause, an energetic cause. So if we can identify the root, then it, it, it can heal the physical body as well. You know, like I always say, incurable just means curable from within. Mm-hmm. So the more people so that's need to I, think that way. It's like one of the biggest issues. A hundred percent. You know, there's that Alice in Wonderland quote. It says um, everyone wants a magical solution to their problems, yet everyone refuses to believe in magic. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. Or even, too, when they talk about disease being dis-ease. Like, his came from not having the ease of resolving whatever that was, and it became a disease within his body, that dis-ease. It's just like we should look at it like, and I don't like math, but, like, look at it like a math problem. If you get the wrong answer... Well, I wish I did. I got you. I wish I did. But if you get the wrong answer, you look within your work and somewhere you went wrong. So it's the same concept of disease or mental illness, which is the disease in itself, but you have to look within the creation of getting to that end result that something must have gone wrong internally. Am I making sense? Like within the 100%. problem, it's, you know, it, these things don't just, you don't just get the wrong answer because of nothing. Something is rooted within that's wrong. That's right. Yeah. When, the, when, 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 when the chemistry of your emotions is off, it reflects in your physical body. You know, mm-hmm. we know this. This is a scientific fact at this point. You know, so, so that's what was happening in, in this case with him. And so I did one session with him, took one hour. I brought him through my, my soul medicine procedure, which is it's a method to permanently release emotional trauma from the body and the nervous system. Oh, my God. And I knew wow. that in my life. You have no idea. <laughs> I'm listening. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. I feel like I've been doing this work all week long. I've been really obsessed because I was watching that show on Netflix, Love is Blind. And, you know, oh, yeah. I'm a YouTuber now, so I'd be going on my little YouTube just sharing what I know but giving a breakdown. And just all week it's been about this psychology of how we think. And, of course, when you're talking about other people, you're really able to reflect and look in the mirror. And I'm like, oh, my God. I just had so many realizations that I kind of really don't know how I'm going to fix because it's been a long time. So, mm-hmm. and I'm working and I'm trying, but I don't know if it's working or it not. It kind of brings me to a question I meant to ask earlier when we were talking about relationships and mm-hmm. do you, and JLo talked about this a little bit too, but because we value relationships so much, do you guys have a fear of being alone, of never finding that right person? Uh, let's start with David on that. <laughs> 
Well, um, well, actually, well, first, just to finish the, just not to leave people on a cliffhanger, just to oh, finish. Right. The, oh, right. Oh, yeah. Sorry about that. I get excited. My bad. Just to finish the last story, basically, I'll just say that I brought him through the session, and um, we released the resent inside of him. He felt amazing. And then the very next day, he hits me up. He goes to the doctor. Or, sorry, two days later, he goes to the doctor, and he has a spontaneous recovery that oh the doctors God. can't explain. I got chills. And he wrote, he wrote me a whole testimonial on oh it. Oh, my God. Know, so, so it it was a very it was a very magical thing. So that was my favorite one of my favorite most fulfilling moments with a client. That's and, beautiful. Um, yeah, yeah. So just to just to put an end on that story. Do you have any <laughs> contact with him today? Like, you know, if he's still doing good or no? Um, I haven't talked to him in a while, just because this was literally what is this was 2012. Mm -hmm. So my math isn't working. Eight years ago. Um, but last time I talked to him was probably like two three years ago, and he was he was doing amazing. I love that. Wait, you asked him a relationship question, but I already forgot what it was. The fear of, because oh. I mean, we, we want to be good, and we are good by ourselves, but I will still acknowledge that I believe I can be a whole person, but I still want a partner. So do you guys have mm. that fear that you may not find that person? Not anymore. I, Why is that? I guess I don't have it anymore because life put me in the position where I had no choice but to face my fears of aloneness. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, it, it's your fears of all oneness, of aloneness, of being one with yourself, right? And, you know, I'm, and I guess on one level I did have a choice. You know, I could have filled that void with, you know, with drugs, with alcohol, with, or even with friends or, or anything. But there just came a time in my life where I knew, you know, I had a good support system around me. So, they, so my support system let me know, like, hey, you just got to let yourself feel, right? Feeling is healing. It's, you know, you're, you're, you're afraid right now. You're, you're wanting to fill the void. Let yourself feel your pain. And so that was really helpful for me. It was, it was a long journey. But once you go through your own fears and you, 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 get, you start to get to this other side of, of loving yourself and even wanting to take yourself out on dates, you know, I, I, actually, I actually do that sometimes. I take myself out on mm -hmm. a date. I'm like, I would really love to go get a Jamaican patty right now. Or a roti. <laughs> I love that. No, that's so true. We... We speak about the value yeah. of knowing yourself and loving yourself before you can let anyone else in. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I have a similar, my answer would be similar. It's at one point I was extremely worried about it. It's almost something I had to tell myself so that I could get used to the idea. And then I got over it and I do take myself out on dates. I am like the self-love queen so much so that my friends are always like asking what, not, not that they don't know what to do, but like, what little extra things are you doing? And yeah. I'm like, I've gotten really well, great at it. So I got to love on that. More people because they feel that confidence. Yeah. And it all comes from, you know, just that opportunity and not feeling in that space of desperation. Like, I'm never going to find. That's just such mm -hmm. a unattractive well, like, push place everyone away. To be. Right? Yeah, exactly. So I think it's something yeah. we learn over time. Yeah. Yeah, what about you? About the... Well, should we get to our, I know we, we gotta. Yeah, I know, but did you want to answer? The... I think, I, and not to just piggyback what you guys were saying, but I do think that you just have to trust that you are going to meet the right person when you're in the right space for it. And I do believe that starts with, and I, I'm, I'm happy to say I'm getting to that place where I do know myself in a much more strong and confident way than before, but I acknowledge that there's work that needs to be done. And I, I know the person will be there when that work is done. Yeah, I yeah. mean, yeah. And, I, and also just to, to, to compliment what you said, you know, something really deep that I learned about a year ago um, that used to sound like pretty words, but I really felt it finally was at the end of the day, 
you are the one that you've been looking for. Yeah, mm. I agree. Ooh, look at you, girl. You the one it. you've been looking for. Everybody <laughs> look in the mirror and say that to yourself. No, I love I it. Do love that. Well, it was so much fun, like, kind of, you know, talking everything that JLo talked about and really diving in on these points um, and providing deeper understanding. But I definitely want to hop into our Super Soul poll because um, Haley does it on every Sunday and we have mm. an opportunity to see what others are thinking about the topics. Yeah, we talk about judgment and how sometimes we do the best we can, but (laughs) I wanted to bring up the question that do other people's judgments affect how you see yourself? And I brought it to Instagram. 67% say yes. 33% says no. So what's your take on that? Like, Do do people's judgments affect me? Is that what you're Mm -hmm. asking? Um, No, not at all, actually. I, I... I, I don't know if I'm sure it did at some point, but I just I just don't care because you know you know what it is. I think when people are throwing judgment at at me, I know that's how they treat themselves. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, so if anything, it it just amps up my compassion mm-hmm. and allows me to see through them even more. So I it, it doesn't affect me because I know it has nothing to do with me. Oh, that's so good. Love that. It's, it's like hearing it makes sense. I think I still struggle with remembering it in the moment. Yeah, I typed yes. I was like, yep. And I'm still a pretty confident person, but if somebody says something, I'm not going to act like it ain't going to hit me real quick for me to look at it, and then I could get to what David said. Like, okay, wait, uh, wait, that, that's not correct. Right. Let me a, look at this right. I yeah. had an Instagram user, her name's Sarah, and she commented along the same lines where she said that, yes, it does affect her, but you do get to decide whether you let it control your actions. Correct. And I'd say I'm somewhere in the middle where, yeah, I, I will admit my feelings can be hurt. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But it's it's up to me to define if I'm going to let it keep me down. And if I genuinely believe in my truth, then I will stick to my truth. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And I know we had just really quick um, a little piece of news and gossip you want to share? Yeah. For all the J-Lo fans out there. <laughs> J-Lo is coming out March 16th with a collection with DSW. So if it's anything like J-Lo style, you know, we want to talk about spirituality and seriousness, but sometimes you want that fashion game too. So check that out on the 16th. Yes, I love it. And because we're short on time, we're just going to dive on into our special segment, Own Your Soul. Your journey to become more inspired and connected to the deeper world around us starts right now. Yes, welcome to our special segment, Own Your Soul, where we share with you what we're going to take into our week that is evolving us as a human, either something we learned from the podcast or something we came across earlier this week. But um, Haley, I'll start with you and then we'll go to David next. What are you going to do to own your soul this week? So I I feel like I say it's a lot, but a continuation of um, I'm holding myself accountable to doing things I said I would do. And that just means living life more freely, not questioning things as much, being more spontaneous enjoying my 20s and still making smart, responsible decisions, but letting loose every once in a while and enjoying the spontaneity of life. Love that. Even light up when you say it. Oh, thanks. You better get spontaneous, girl. Get spontaneous, girl. What about you? <laughs> um, well, oh, yeah, David, you could go last. We'll close out with you. So for cool. me, um, it is a full moon today. I am very much into the, sim- you know, the symbolism it comes with. Oh. And for me, yes, a full moon shines light on everything you need to see. So all week while I'm talking about love and finding all this stuff, I just really had an opportunity to realize, like, how closed off I am. Like, I'm the friendliest, most guarded person you will ever meet in your life. <laughs> like, I I appear so open, but to get to my heart, it's, uh, there's a brick yeah. wall. Like, so I had to really learn, but what is 
And it's like, you're doing this work all of the time. And I really feel like I had breakthroughs this week. And what I'm going to take into next week is being able to see how much that fear is transforming into my power because I don't have to be afraid of someone getting close or, you know, I'm afraid of being cheated on. I'm afraid of of being with someone and finding out he's all of the things, all of the things that I don't want to go through. Um, but it's like, Instead of fearing that, I think I've been able to just really see the beauty in my boundaries. Mm. And that's okay because I can leave my heart open. But there are boundaries. Right. You know, so just staying in that space where I'm not just like hella cut off. Because yeah. I will Cause shut it down. Lose, right? no. Correct. Because nothing, you know, everything is flowing out of your heart. So if your heart is not open, like, you know, I can feel that sometimes because it's not really who I am. It's more what happened to me. So. That's what Love I'm going to focus on, girl. I mean, it was such a major break there. I was like, oh, my God. Like, I need time on this. So, <laughs> And we'll end with you, David. What are you going to do to own your soul? So for me, um, it's this is something that came through today, actually. I, I, um, I went to go receive a session from um, this woman who does this crazy energy magic stuff. And she, she brought my attention to something that I didn't know about myself. So the, the thing that I'm, I'm bringing into my week is bringing my shine to even the mundane, the mundane Ooh. activity, whether it's taxes, whether it's, I don't know, having to whatever, go to the car mechanic, you know, those are the things. Do I used your to, dishes. To do the dishes. You know, I, I used to just have so much despise and hate and I would put it off for so long. But she, she shined light on something for me that I found so profound where she went into my, she was talking to me about my childhood and she was asking me what my father represented to me. And I was telling her, I'm like, my dad was just a shine. Like, he was just this light. He was this magic. And, and she's like, right, and you wanted that light, right? I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, I loved it. And, and she's like, and so how did you feel when he left and he, wasn't, and, he, and he left your life and he wasn't around? And I'm like, life just kind of felt boring and mundane. I didn't like it, so I just always wanted to be in my shine. And then she pointed out something. She's like, that's why you hate the mundane, because you relate it to your father and to your oh, wow. womb. And wow. I was just like. <laughs> right. Love it was those one light of those, bulb moments. It was one of those moments, and I was so grateful for it because you know her message to me in the end was just like, "Where you're at now, I feel like your next step is to learn to bring your shine to even the mundane. That way, you you become a more integrated being." And so that's my next week. Love that. That is so beautiful. Like seriously, people are going to learn so much from that and from this episode. Thank you so much, David, for joining us. Um, we are, yeah, we had a great show. Um, before we get out of here, you want to tell people where they can find you online? Yeah, best place you can find me is just by typing in my name, David Lion. Lion like the animal. It's L-I-O-N, not Y. And uh, YouTube, Instagram, and if you want to check out my website, it's www.livingmagic.life. There you go. Boom. That's where you can find David and get your hypnosis on. Um, Thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode of Super Soul Sit Down. I am your host, Jamie Alexander, and you can find me on Instagram at Jamie Alexander. You can find me Instagram and Twitter at HeyJ, H-A-Y-J underscore. We will see you guys next Monday. Thank you, David, so much. My pleasure. (laughs) Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 